0: Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmuduhu, kareem Amma ba. Alhamdulillah, tonight is the 2nd of March in the year 2023. And alhamdulillah already it's the 2nd, 3rd of the blessed month of Sha'aban, tonight being the 11th. So we pray to Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He blesses us in our months of sha'aban and conveys safely to the holy month of Ramadan, Amen. Amen. So to spend the session today discussing a very important subject which is often asked and that is what deeds can protect oneself from the tribulations of the grave. So, with regards to what deeds protect one from the tribulations of the grave, then Alhamdulillah, there are many. So to mention some from the blessed hadith. So the most famous, the first, is Surah Mulk, Surah 67. In Nasa'i, Dar al Hakim in his Mustadrak 2-498, Abu al-Sheikh, Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah Alayh states, Hassan, in As-Sahihah number 1140 and Sahih ul jami 1-680. Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiyaAllah, he relates that our beloved messenger said sallallahu Tabarak hiya al-mani'atu min qadr. Tabarak is a protection from the punishment of the grave. So here in this authentic report, the Prophet explicitly said وسلم, that this Blessed Surah is a mani'ah, is a protection from the punishment of the grave. So this is from the Prophet But Abdullah ibn Masood related that from the Prophet But Abdullah ibn Masood he had himself gone on to explain just how this Blessed Surah protects the dweller of the grave. In Harking with his 2-498 Sahih Zahabi Sahih He said The torment advances from the feet of the dead in the grave. However the feet say There is no way to come through us For he used to recite Surah Al-Mulk Then the torment advances towards him From his chest or his stomach Again they say There is no way to come through us for he used to recite Surah Al-Mulk. Then the torment advances towards his head. However, the head says, there is no way (coughs) to come through us, for he used to recite Surah Al-Mulk. Thus, this Surah prevents the punishment of the grave. So Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he explained, that the punishment is tried to encompass this individual. But Surah Al-Mulk is acting as a barrier, from whichever direction it tries to encompass. Therefore, he said, this surah protects from the punishment of the grave. This noble man had therefore concluded, in one of the scriptures, it mentions that whoever will recite al-mulk at night, has then indeed multiplied his rewards, and carried out an extreme virtue. (laughs) Subhanallah. This is in Nasa'i, Behaki, Hakim, is Mustadrak 2 498 Sahih, Zahabi, Sahih, Kanzul Umal, Volume 1, Page 223, Targheem, Hayat As-Sahaba, Volume 5, Page 66 of the New English Translation. So which scripture is this mentioned? Imam Hakim states the Torah. So it mentions in the Torah that whoever recites Surah Al-Mulk at night has multiplied his rewards. This is another virtue of this Surah. It seems to multiply your, the rewards of your other deeds. And not only that, you've carried out an extreme act of virtue, a tremendous uh, virtue which you don't even realize. So the question is, why is this mentioned in the Torah? Allah knows best. <laughs> but this seems to be knowledge which was given to the previous Ummats as well. It is then no wonder that Abdullah ibn Abbas said, رضي Anhu." The Prophet ﷺ expressed his earnest wish that every believer should learn Surah Mulk by heart. The Prophet ﷺ expressed his earnest wish that every believer should learn it by heart. This is in Imam Ahmad in his Musnad, Tabarani Hakim Sahih, Tanzul Umar, number 2645, Ma'riful Qur'an. So now what's interesting, the reports don't mention memorizing it by heart. It simply mentions if you recite it, it is a protection. But here, Ibn Abbas, he said that the Prophet wished that the believer learns it by heart. So the best thing is to, re- to learn the surah by heart. And you don't even need to learn it. If you just read it every night, eventually it will be memorized. So there must be some virtue in also learning this surat by heart. One of the great benefits is that even if you are traveling without any mushaf, you can still recite it. If you're traveling and you haven't learned it by heart, and you haven't got the mushaf, you won't be able to recite it. So whatever the case, you should try to learn this surat. The Prophet earnestly wished this. The surat mulk is the first great protection from the tribulation of the grave. The second, surah al sajda Surah 32, in Darimi in his Sunnah, number 3,408, Ad-Dur Al-Mantur, 5-185, Mishkat. the Tabi'een Khalid ibn Ma'adan Ma'dan, he said, Recite Munjiya, the rescuer. For I have heard that a man had committed a lot of sins. He used to recite it and nothing else. It spread its wing over him and said, O Lord, subhanahu wa ta'ala, forgive him. He often used to recite me. Thus, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes it an intercessor for him. It disputes on behalf of the one who recites it when he is in his grave, saying, O Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if I am a part of your book, make me now an intercessor for him. But if I am not a part of your book, then blot me out of it. It will then be like a bird putting its wing upon him. It will thus intercede for him and will protect him from the punishment of the grave. So let's look at this. So it's called Munjiya. This is the name for Surah Sajda. Munjiya means the rescuer. (laughs) So the clues in the title, why is it called the rescuer? Because it rescues you. But who does it rescue? The report says a man committed a lot of sins. So he wasn't a pious person. But he had this to his credit. He would recite this surat a lot. So what does that mean? So Maybe daily. But he would recite it quite often. And this surat by itself starts to protect him. Like a mother protects the egg or the chick. And what does it say? He goes, if I am a part of your book, allow me to intercede. If I am not a part of your book, then blot me out. So obviously, Halat Allah will allow the intercession of Surat Munjiya, the rescue, and it protects from the punishment of the grave. In another report directly from the Prophet it, Surat Sajdah, will come on the day of judgment with two wings. It will shade the person who recited it and say, La sabila alik, La sabila alik, you cannot do anything to him. You cannot do anything to him. Hmm. Subhanallah. Recorded by Abu Ubaid in his Fada'il Quran, number 135, Addur al Mantur 5 185. So it even says, amazing. It says, You can't touch him. And who is it saying it to? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning, you've promised me. <laughs> Maybe it was for these reasons that Taus, the Tabi'een had said, Rahmatullah these two surat, Mulk and Sajda, are given 60 virtues, more than any other surat in the Quran. This is in Tirmadi 5-152, Darimi in his Sunan, number 3412 and Mishkat. So look how interesting. Taus, Rahmatullah he was a famous student of Abdullah ibn Abbas. Abdullah ibn Abbas was uh, the interpreter of the Qur'an, Tal Jaman Al-Qur'an. So Tawu said, mulk and sajda, they have an edge over other students. 60 virtues. So a person queries that, he goes surah sajda and surah mulk, why? So the response is, they protect you from punishment. Which other students protect you from punishment? And it's hard to find them but these surahs are known to protect you but there's a difference surah sajda protects you not only in the grave but also on the day of judgment the the hadith mentioned the day of judgment surah mulk is specifically focused in the grave so how often should you recite surah sajda so obviously if you can recite it daily excellent if not try to recite it weekly once a week maybe on a friday if not Recite it at least monthly. Whatever the case, type, You know, get it into your account. And hopefully by that little uh, recital, you'll be given the honor by that Surah protecting you. The third thing which protects in the grave, Surah Al-Kahf, Surah 18. Imam Qurtubi in his tafsir <coughs> 5-3963, Sayyidina Anas, الله, he said, He who recites Surah Al-Kahf, he will be protected from the tribulation of the grave. He who recites Surah Al-Kahf, he will be protected from the tribulation of the grave. So, now what's interesting? This is not often mentioned. What is often mentioned is this report: Sayyidina Ali, he relates that our beloved Messenger said, He who recites Surah Al-Kahf on a Friday will then be protected from all fitnah i till the next. Hmm. He who decides surah al kahf on a Friday, he will be protected from all fitnah. i.e. till the next. This is in Hakim hmm. in, in his Mustadraq Sahih, Behaqi Addiya ibn Katir's Tafsir, Mariful Qur'an, volume 5, page 570 of the English translation. And in another report the Prophet added, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he will also be forgiven what is between the Friday, I and the previous Friday. Hmm. This is in Ibn Mardawih Sahih, Targheeb Sahih. And Fiqh Sunnah, Volume 2, page 127 of the English translation. So Surah al kahf protects you from all fitna. And this is why the scholars say, in particular, in today's day and age, it's more important to recite this Surah. Because the fitna accelerate, <laughs> And obviously, ultimately, it will protect you from Dajjal. <laughs> but before that, it will protect. But what did Anas specifically say it protects you from? The grave. So not only does it protect you once you're alive, It protects you when you're dead. It continues into the grave. And also, it's a protection till the next Friday. And it's a forgiveness of an entire week of sins. When you decide Surah Al-Kahf, Surah 18. So that's the third deed. The fourth deed which protects you from the punishment of the grave is Sadaqah. In Tabarani, it is Kabir, 17-286. Behaki in his Shu'ab al Iman and Sheikh Alban al Mutallah authenticates it in As Sahihah number 3484. Sayyidina Uqba ibn Amr, he relates that our beloved Messenger said, sallam, Verily, Sadaqa quenches the heat of the grave for its inhabitant. وَإِنَّمَا يَسْتَذِلُّ الْمُؤْمِنُ يَوْمِ الْقِيَامَةِ فِي صدق. Mm. And verily the believer will only fight shade on the day of judgment under the shade of his sadaqah. Mm. Subhanallah. Mm. So let's look at this. So this is an authentic report in Tabarai. Two things the Prophet mentioned about sadaqah. He said, وسلم, the believer, it sadaqah quenches the heat of the grief. So every time you give sadaqah, is protecting you in the grief the more you give the more it will quench the heat of the grief and then secondly he said it will also shade you on the day of judgment when there there will be no shade except his zuban Ta'ala. so sadaqa is also protection from the punishment of the grief what else the fifth salah fasting zakat and benevolence to others. In the relevant part of the report, the Prophet he said, Salat will be at his head. The fast will be on his right. Zakat will be on his left. And the good deeds of sadaqa Dua, good and benevolence to others, will be at his head. I, sorry, at his feet. I, and these will protect him. This is recorded in Hakim in his Mustadrak, 1-379, Sahih ibn Hibban in his Sahih, number 3,113. The Burani, Abdul Razak in his Al-Musallaf, number 6,703, ibn Abi Shaiba. Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullah is Hassan in Sahih al Targhib number 3,561. So what deeds protect you in the grave from various angles? Salah, fasting, zakat, showing goodness to others and also dua. <laughs> So these are daily deeds where all of this will help to protect you i.e., from the tribulation of the grave. What else protects you? Sharing knowledge. Springing a river. Digging a well. Planting a day tree. Building a masjid. Leaving a copy of the Quran and the children's du'as. <coughs> so where's the proof of all that? In bazaar ( appreciates) Shaykh Al Bani Rahmatullah listed as Hassan in Sahih ul Jami number 3602. Sayyidina Anas relates that our beloved Messenger said, seven continue for the servant whilst he is in his grave. Someone who taught something, or sprung a river, or dug a well, or planted a tree, or built a masjid, or left behind a copy of the Quran or left behind a sun who seeks forgiveness for him after his death. So this is authentic in Bazaar. So these seven, also the Prophet explicitly said, help you in the grave. So you teach. So Da'wah helps you in the grave, propagation. You spring the river, you aid towards water, or you dig a well. So what's interesting, usually people do this for others. As if you've got a ticket to a paradise yourself, yeah. right? So you go to a person, brother, have you given Sadaqa Jariya? He goes, yes, mashallah. Who, who, who have you given Sadaqah Jariyah for? So he goes, oh, my dad. So MashaAllah. Anybody else? Hmm? Then my mom. <coughs> Anybody else? Hmm? Uh, brother in Australia. <laughs> Anybody else? Jinnah from Timbuktu. Anybody else? Because why you keep asking me for? It? If you don't want for yourself? And he gives you that confused. Look, what do you mean? Do it for myself. What? Well, surely you deserve your sataka first. You, you do one for yourself. You dig a well. In my name. That will help you in the grave. If you do it for somebody else, you'll help them. What about you? You plant a date tree. It mentions specifically a date tree. I don't know whether it refers to other trees. But date tree is mentioned. Build a masjid. Or you contribute towards a masjid. Or you leave behind the Qur'an. Or you have a child who prays for your forgiveness. Mm -hmm. All of this, the Prophet says, continues to help you in your grave. So let's summarize. There are 15 deeds that help to protect you from the punishment of the grave. So now think about that. This is how important it is to know this. Mm -hmm. We don't guess. Somebody goes, look brother, you know, you you fly in the hell of me with regards to what's happening in the grave. But you haven't told me how to protect myself. And that's the problem. A lot of people talk about the punishment of the grave, and then he goes, Well, what do I do, brother, to protect myself? Live a pious life, brother. Be more specific. 15 deeds. The first surah, bulk, if you can do it every night. The second surah, as Sajda, Surah 32, daily, if not weekly. The third surah, Al Kahf, Surah 18, that's once a week. The fourth is Shala, which you have to do anyway. The fifth is Zakat, which you have to give if you're eligible. The sixth is fasting, which you have to do anyway, but maybe it's referring to an fast. The seventh is Sadaqah. The eighth is showing kindness to others, benevolence. That protects you in the grave. Look how interesting. Sharing your knowledge protects you in the grave. Making dua protects you in the grave. Help to spring the river protects you in the grave. Digging a well, number 11, protects you from the punishment of the grave. Number 12, planting a tree. Number 13, building a masjid. Number 14, leaving behind a copy of the Quran. This is often done by people who go to Hajj and Umrah. They leave a copy of the Quran. But again, (laughs) bole bali do for this. Because this is from my dad, this is from my mom. What about you, brother? (laughs) He goes, can I do it for myself? No, who's going to do it? <coughs> Jack Charlton, right? Who, you know, who's going to do it for you? <laughs> do it for yourself first, innit? Right? So you get the Quran, you go, my name, my name, <laughs> Makkah, Medina, Jerusalem, whatever. 14, uh, sorry, 15, leaving children who supplicate, meaning you get married. Also some scholars say, it could be orphans that you have in under your care. <coughs> and there's another deed as well, which is mentioned, walk into the masjid. That protects you from the punishment of the grief, the footsteps to the masjid. (laughs) This is in Mm Tabarani. Now what's interesting, every single one of these which I've mentioned are deeds that you do yourself. Mm -hmm. Those help yourself before relying upon others. Mm They aid their gracious du'as and donations of deeds. So... This is all to do with you, right? Somebody goes to you, how do you protect yourself from the punishment of the grave? Some people give you the impression, handats. Hmm. Well, before we go to the handout stage, can I do anything for myself? Yes, all of these deeds. Hmm. Take all the boxes. Hmm. Then of course, if others want to pass, then that's the uh, added grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So note, very important. One thing which you need to be very careful of is your debt. Hmm if you do not pay your debt and you've made no arrangements with it, then that will lead to punishment of the grave. So now a question is posed. If a person is doing these deeds, but he's not made any, you know, arrangements to pay off his debt, will these deeds protect him? So the response is, whatever the case why are you gambling with fire? The <coughs> debt needs to be paid. The Prophet said that even a martyr is not exempt from the debt. So most of us won't get martyred on the battlefield. But even he, imagine, somebody goes, he gave his life, Well, Yes, but the Prophet said, except debt. He has to sort his debt out. Even the first drop of blood takes out all his sins, except debt. But if he's made arrangements and he dies, Allah will help him But if he makes intention Allah will pay off the debt But if you've made no intention Then you're in serious trouble And this is why it's important That when you talk about The punishment of the grave Debts are mentioned as well Some people are very very flippant with debts They even not bothered about paying it Because oh it's that long ago He's forgot So why should I bother giving him Well hang on a minute Right He's forgot but Allah hasn't forgot And also it might be something very small one companion, he passed away, and the Prophet said, Do janazah for your friend. So they goes, Ya Rasulullah, why? He goes, He's in debt, and he only owed a few dinars." So one of the companions, Abu Qatada, said, I will pay off his debt, Ya Rasulullah. So the Prophet said, You've cooled the skin of your brother. You've cooled the skin of your brother. Then he offered the janazah prayer. So why would Rasulullah? so not lead the funeral prayer <laughs> that's a serious matter it means that you've committed a great crime but then when the debt was paid by somebody else he goes now I will pray for you. so note again this is something that we need to be very very careful of and this is why the shaykh in particular I.e the soul of sheikhs one of the first things they say to their mudids is pay off your debts mm-hmm. some people think that you know if I give prayer to a sheikh is forgiven the answer is no that's where the fun starts. Right. the next many is and the star exposing everything right tell me what you need what needs to be paid off and then you have to arrange that So one them. so all I mentioned today was basically some of the blessed deeds that protect you from the tribulations of the grave and alhamdulillah Allah and his kindness has placed many of these deeds at our disposal are there any questions if you're not yeah, you mentioned being a sort of monk at night time yep does that mean before residing to bed or does it mean after Maghrib? So the night refers to when Maghrib enters. So any time after Maghrib until the Fajr, entity <laughs> that is the time you read Muk. So if you read it even before you retire to bed, fine, but after Maghrib is also fine. But it has to be during the night. The Prophet mentioned the night. Some people read during the day, which is fine, but the Prophet mentioned specifically the night. <laughs> It is a protection during whoever recites mulk at night because he has carried out an extreme act of virtue. Any other questions? wa 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 예.